Welcome to Build St. Louis, the region's new podcast that captures and shares the very heartbeat of construction and development. I'm your host, Carrie Smith, owner of Information Works, and in this episode, we're delighted to welcome Amy Berg, president of SM Wilson & Company, a St. Louis-based design, build, construction management, and general contracting firm. Amy has 30 years of experience in the construction industry, including sales and marketing, strategic planning, and operational oversight. And she is one of the first women to hold the title of the Office of President in St. Louis construction history. And like me, Amy's a Wisconsin native. So Amy, we are delighted to have you today. Welcome to Build St. Louis. Oh, thank you, Carrie. It's so nice to be invited and to reconnect with you after a few years. Definitely. Those years were kind of a blur, weren't they? They Since 2020. (laughs) Well, I would love to dive right into our topic, which I know our listeners are going to find fascinating, and that is just women in construction then and now. And I can't think of anyone who's better equipped to speak to that topic than you, Amy. I would love it if you could just kind of give our listeners perspective on your decision, how you decided to enter the construction industry, because I think it was a bit of an atypical path than most. And your beginnings occurred in rural Wisconsin, didn't they? They did on a dairy farm in southeast Wisconsin, and it was family farm. And at one point, the farm couldn't sustain having two family, my dad's family and his brother's family. So my dad went off and started a construction company, started off mainly doing farm buildings and silos and kind of meandered into more commercial construction, strip centers and storage facilities and things like that. And so I've been kind of working, you know, worked side by side with my dad for since I was a little girl and picking up nails or picking up trash, whatever it was, our job sites. And so really just kind of fell in love with it. Then when my dad retired, I went to work for J.H. Findorf, who was based in Madison at the time, but they had opened up a Milwaukee office. And so I went to do business development for J.H. Sindorf in the Milwaukee region. Were they a general contract, like a commercial general contractor as well? They are, still are. Very similar to S.M. Wilson. Started with a grandfather like Gott's grandfather, Shouse McGarvey, S.M. And so I worked for them for a number of years at well, followed a love interest to St. Louis and connected with Scott, and the love interest didn't last very long, but I've been here going on 27 years, so um, that, that worked out okay. <laughs> you know, that's good to know. That's Sometimes it's interesting, the paths that lead us sort of geographically to where we are, so sure. that's awesome. So you were just really kind of fell in love with construction at what age, maybe like seven, eight, nine years old or younger? Yeah, might even been younger, but I just was always fascinated by the fact that, you know, you could drive past something and say, you know, we built that. And I still feel that way, you know, today. And it was interesting when my dad since passed away, but in one of his visits to St. Louis, my mom and my dad and I took a drive around St. Louis and, you know, I got to point out all of these, you know, wonderful places where people work and go to school and get healthy and play. And he was just, you know, he was kind of a stoic guy. And it was one of the first times that he was just like, you know, I can't believe what you're doing and I'm so proud of you. And Mm. so it was a really neat moment. Oh, I bet. That's so wonderful that you remember that moment and that you did that. 
and you have that to cherish about your your dad and your mom and your early roots that they provided for you in this industry. Absolutely. And I would say, too, just to plug St. Louis, St. Louis was so welcoming to me, Mm -hmm. all the people that I met early on in the industry, because you come to a new town and you don't know a soul. And I still remember and have relationships with especially women in the AEC world that, you know, helped me, even though we may have been competitors. And so there's still some of my best friends in St. Louis and in the industry. And so again, you know, kudos to St. Louis and the other women in the industry here in St. Louis. That's awesome. That's awesome. So when you first plugged into that world, then into the construction world, and I'm thinking it was at the late 1980s, early 1990s, give or take, what was paint a picture for us? There were even fewer, very fewer women in the field at that time, correct? What was the dynamic of your entrance into that profession with so many, so many men? You had to be one of very, very few women. Yeah, that's certainly the case. And just talking about that last week with a group, we have a DEI council inside of SM Wilson, and we were kind of talking about why we wanted to join this group within our company. And, and it's one of the things I talk about is that while it's certainly much better and we have, gosh, I don't know what the percentage is, Carrie, but we have probably 25 or 30 percent female employee base within the wow, company. Wow, that's great. They're just such strong, smart women that, you know, I feel like They've been emboldened, I guess, to grow their careers here. But it wasn't like that when I first got out of the industry. (laughs) And I think, you know, my dad always told me that the worst thing that you can do when you are on a job site or visiting with a superintendent, field superintendent, is to say you know something that you don't. You know, if someone asks a question, a potential client, and you don't know the answer, don't make it up. Just say, gosh, I don't know the answer to that, and I'll get back to you. And that has served me very well all these years because back in the day they were trying to trick you a little bit you know into knowing that you don't know what you're talking about and so I've always chuckled at that and I, it is advice that I give to really everyone in this industry and so I've, I've learned so much and have been embraced over the years by some of the of our dodgiest superintendents <laughs> you know and I've really been supported over my career here by I would say almost all of the male project managers, superintendents, executives. And of course, Scott Wilson gave me tremendous chance. You know, I think I'll tell you a funny story. When I first came to work for Scott, you know, we were still over in Granite City, Illinois, and my desk was in a back part of the warehouse, crummy old cubicles and a crummy old desk. And I think it was the second week that I was there, I came into work and on the top of my desk were nine business cards taped to the top of my desk and they were all previous business development people. And there was a sticky note that said, I'll give you six months. Oh my goodness, was that anonymous? It was anonymous, (laughs) but I did years and years later when I became president of SM Wilson, this person who had since retired was the first person to call me and congratulate me. And, you know, I just thought that was the the most wonderful thing. I think so too. Kudos to him to kind of own that and to come forward and and have you prove him wrong. (laughs) But I will tell you another story and it was a, a client of ours. I was having lunch with him and it was back in the day when you couldn't smoke in the restaurant, but you could smoke in the bar. And he was a tremendous smoker. And so we were having lunch and he was smoking a cigarette. 
And he said to me, Amy, there's two places a woman should never be, a golf course and a construction site. Oh, and my goodness. I got up and left, and I never spoke to a again. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How do you, what do you say in response to that? I mean, and it's but a it client. Was, you know, it was back in the day when there were still a lot of people that thought that way. So. Wow. But that's, uh, a, but it's, that's an interesting story for sure. Yeah. But it's. What uh, was it like in the, what was it like in the boardroom, like in the C-suite when you went to a meeting, I guess maybe before you became president? Because you, how long have you been president of SM uh, Since 2012. Okay. Okay, so like maybe prior to that or when you were named president, what did that look like? I mean, was there a seat at the table for you? Was it, were you the only woman in upper management at that time? I was within Esther Wilson. Yeah, I was. And now we've changed that dynamic, our current executive committee. But yes, that was until I really became president and selected a new executive committee. I was the only female on our executive team. Wow. It's hard to imagine. And yet I know when I started in St. Louis, probably 25 years ago, interviewing people, it was I literally would call a company such as SM Wilson about a project and the marketing person would be willing to connect me with a project manager and there'd be this pause and then... They would look at, they must be looking at who the project manager was. And then the marketing director sometimes would say, you know, I'll just handle this one. Because <laughs> they didn't want to connect me. It was like that sort of crusty, cussy, you know, right. spokesperson. And I just never, I don't find that anymore. It's like a new, you know, an emerging culture of who these people are that I talk to now. It's like light years different, not in terms of any, not being critical, but just a lot of times they were fearful to connect me with, you know, someone who was maybe pretty scrappy and right. being Right. Being the frontline spokesperson. Yeah. And thankfully, we don't see that anymore, at least within our company, which is wonderful. I mean, I think certainly we could all always be better and always support people of color within our industry and women within our industry, because we still have a, a long way to go. But I feel like our culture here is very supportive of diverse cultures and diversity within religion. And so I feel really good about where we're going. Again, we still have a ways to go for sure, but we're on the right path. Sure. Feel free if you want to, Amy, to sort of let our listeners know about, is it called Wilson Women? Kind it of is. like your internal support initiative for professional women at your firm, what that looks like, what that is. Right. Well, it's a group. I, there's probably, we have great participation and the topics change from month to month. It could be, we've got a book club. We bring in financial advisors, bring in mortgage lenders. We talk about leadership. We talk about bias. The topics are sometimes it's about home improvement projects. I mean, it's childcare, education for children. You know, I think that is one thing that, and I, I do not have any children, but that group has been very helpful to one another, especially for the women who have children. To have a full-time career that, you know, you're starting at 6.30 or 7 in the morning and working long days, you know, I think while I have empathy for that, I don't know it firsthand. And so I think that group of women has been a great support network for one another through that, all of that, being a mom, being a wife and working full time. So, and I think some of the things that we're talking about now are, and as you know, our industry, you know, we are trying to attract just a labor force in general, right? And then to try to add, you know, women and people of color, you know, to our ranks, whether it be in the office or in the field, you know, what do women struggle with their working in the trades. Sure. You know, so it's 
talking about things like a lactation room on a job site or clothing that fits women rather than a man or a pregnant woman. So, sure. you know, all those things are barriers or could be barriers or could be, well, I'm in the industry now, but I'm going to have a child and so I can't be in the industry anymore. And so we're really trying to learn more about that and talk to people about that and how can we accommodate those women that want to have a to work in the trades but have a family. Sure. You know, when you mention them, they seem obvious, but I wouldn't have thought of that. And I think I wouldn't have had the sensitivity not being in the industry to realize, uh, you know, maybe separate porta-potties for women and men on the job oh. site or just, just everyday things I wouldn't, we wouldn't think of. Sure. Well, and yeah, and clothing, gloves, harnesses, they don't fit. So, sure. Uh, we've been researching. There are a couple of companies throughout the country that do make specific construction gear for women now. So we're just starting to have those things available on our job sites if needed. So yeah, it is interesting. You're right. It's something that, you know, we should have been thinking about long ago and we're just now doing something about it. So Sure. I know you mentioned a little bit about when we were talking about Wilson Women, about supporting women and, you know, that helping in the overall workforce recruitment and retention issues. How early does SM Wilson begin recruiting? I talked to Scott Byrne, head of the Carpenters, and I was amazed the other day that he said they're teaching second graders how to build birdhouses and weaving the message of construction industry opportunities. I had no idea. I wonder with SM Wilson kind of what your strategy is and where you are, how you are reaching potential people who would join the workforce and join your company. Yeah, well, I wish Amanda were here to talk about it, but she was the brainchild behind our Skilled program, which is a trademark program, which has curriculum for really pre-K through 12 graders and really focuses on STEM, DEEM activities, but through construction. And so for almost all of our school projects that we're doing and working with school districts in that K through 12 market is our largest market sector right now. And so nearly every school district we work with is utilizing our skilled program at all grade levels. And it might be, you know, having a big construction equipment where the kids get to watch, you know, crane work or a bucket truck. In fact, we had uh, one the other day where one of the principals of the elementary school actually got up in an Amarin bucket truck with the operator, of course, and her students just went wild, you know, because, you know, she's 50 feet up in the air and, you know, they just were thrilled and asked so many questions about, you know, how do we do that? And, and so, you know, we just have all kinds of activities for different grade levels. And we do shadowing programs for interested high school students during the summer. And yeah, it's been a, you know, started out with a few ideas and now our team has just done a fantastic job of growing that program. And it's gotten a lot of kudos around our school districts. That's fantastic. Any unique, you mentioned DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, a while back, any unique strategies or initiatives that you guys do to recruit and retain women in the profession or blacks or Asians or others, anything that you would want to share about what you guys are doing to, you know, just to ensure that your workforce better reflects maybe the communities in which you build? 
Yeah, it's a challenge. You know, we do go to all the universities and colleges around the area. We're trying to expand that with historically black colleges that have engineering programs or construction management programs. But it's a challenge. And we, although I think we've we've done a pretty good job, again, we can always be better. And, you know, I think that once we do recruit people of color or, or females, it's really about mentoring and making sure that, you know, they feel safe and they feel listened to and they feel that they're included. Exactly. And so we spend a lot of time talking about and sharing information about just biases that, you know, some of us don't even know we have. And so it's just an education process. So we do some internal training and we do training out in the field. You know, we do stand downs or, you know, suicide prevention out in the field because it, believe it or not, construction has one of the highest suicides rates in across all industries. So it's talking about, you know, hey, if you have a friend and you know, they, they need help. We need to talk about it. And that there are services available that we make available. The AG great job as well. General contractors with their programs, which they, you know, we can bring them out to our job sites as well to talk about that. But yeah, it's, you know, this is a fill in an industry that is what, 90 or 95% male. And well, I was so, going to ask you if there was like kind of a number there. Is that like in the field or in the office? Just overall, just that? Overall in the construction. Wow. I might be off by a few percentage points there, Carrie, but <laughs> I can certainly give you those statistics. But, you know, again, it's educating people about just letting people feel safe, have a voice. And so, again, it's better. But yeah, you're doing your part. For sure, you are. And, and you know, while that 95%-ish statistic seems daunting, it also just shows me what an open door it is yes. for a woman. Absolutely. You know, what an opportunity. Absolutely. You can write your own ticket, I'm sure, on jobs these days and careers. Right. Well, and, you know, for, yes, you can go the path of a college degree in engineering or construction. But you could also if go with the path of the trades and make a living that will make a huge impact on their families and their communities if we can keep them in the industry, right? And right. and so again, that skilled program, you know, shows that I'm on the Wyman uh, board. Uh, Wyman is a 125 year old organization here in St. Louis that serves kind of at risk youth around the city and actually with programs around the country and. We're going to start a, Wyman actually started out as a camp 125 years ago. That camp still exists out in Eureka. And we're going to start a trades program at the camp so kids can come out during the summer and be exposed to carpentry and, oh, great. And, you know, masonry and, you know, painting and all of the various trades. And, you know, it's a drop in the bucket, you know, really. And there are a lot of good programs, but again, you know, you're, you're talking about, you know, 20 or 30 kids or, you know, sure. you know, and so we're, there's many great organizations trying to open kids' eyes to a profession that they can join and make a great wage almost immediately and not have that, you know, potential college, you know, debt. Sure. And so, you know, lots of good folks trying to do lots of good things to just educate. And a lot of times it's educating the educators about the opportunities uh, because they're 
you know, I don't know too many counselors or educators that are, you know, really, they, they may be now uh, as we get embedded in more schools and talk about more of these opportunities. But, you know, most educators, they want to keep their kids going on the path of a four-year degree or a two-year degree. But, you know, there's a lot of great programs around St. Louis, Lynn State. Gosh, I think the most of those kids that graduate from Lynn State right now, I think 100% of them have already gotten jobs wow. um, in the construction industry, sort of in that heavy highway section. Oh, you know, great programs. That's awesome. Well, we're grateful that you're doing your, certainly SM Wilson's doing its part just as a company and all your extra, you know, charitable endeavors to build, you know, build the region with the workforce for tomorrow. That's super encouraging to me. Well, in this episode, we've been delighted to talk with and learn from Amy Berg, president of SM Wilson and Company. And Amy, thank you so much for being here and sharing your background and your story and your expertise on this episode of Build St. Louis. Please know you're welcome to join us again anytime. Thanks, Carrie. Great to see you. Thank you. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.